Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. It's time for another guest from Manx Radio's newsroom because at the moment we are stocked with so much wonderful, new, fresh talent, we are bursting at the seams. Now, I thought, Christian Jones, I thought, Christian Jones, you'd been a guest of mine already. Why did I think that? I don't know. Maybe I've just, maybe we, we have that presence, you know, where we always see each other in the corridor and you yeah. just thought that naturally you would have invited me well, on it. <laughs> Or maybe I interviewed an AI version. Oh, possibly. Yeah, because last week you put together a programme all about AI and the music business. And not just because you just fancied it, but because you are rooted in music. That is true, actually. I were from about the age of two. Um, was when I started to learn the piano and my dad kind of pushed me into that and said you're going to learn the piano and I really hated it uh, and I wanted to give up but my parents wouldn't let me. They said no you have to do it. I had to do uh, daily practice a couple hours every single day. I mean not when I was like two but towards the later years and um, I hated it until but now I look back and I actually am really thankful that they forced me to carry on playing it. I don't think anybody ever says to themselves in honesty, oh, I'm so glad I gave up my piano lessons. No, exactly. I mean, now just being able to sit down at the piano and kind of just tinker, um, you know, you just sit there and just play it for a bit. It's, It's great. And although I don't play like a lot of classical music anymore, that was kind of what I learnt, and obviously the grading system and all that stuff is all classical. But uh, after I'd finished all the grades, it was kind of a, a, an opportunity for me to play stuff that I wanted to. So I went and learnt. Well, actually, I mean, I don't actually like to tell people a lot about uh, this, but I've actually given a recital to the late Queen and Prince Philip, uh, where I played the Chopin's Revolutionary Study and then the Greek Piano Concerto in A minor. And where were you for that? That was at the Royal Festival Hall in London. Wow. (laughs) You see, now that is serious playing, Christian Jones. We're going to talk a lot more about music, and I'm going to talk some more about that. But let's let's just find out how you ended up at Manx Radio. So how did I end up at Manx Radio? Well, I've actually never been to the Isle of Man before moving here for this job. I didn't know a lot about the island. Obviously, I knew the TT happened, but I didn't know a lot about that. I was living in London just as covid hit and i was doing a master's degree i was also um, a music producer um, mostly freelance for a couple of the the major labels there Uh, and then obviously covid happens and all the artists just stopped making music because they couldn't tour they couldn't make new albums and then tour those albums so it kind of all dried up (laughs) essentially um i moved back with my parents for a little bit and i was kind of looking for something new and i've just finished the uh, master's degree in broadcast journalism so that's when this job came up and I applied and I had an interview. And then, what do I know, a month later, I'm now living here and I've been here ever since. And that is how long now? That is two years. Two years. We're going to talk a lot more about things that happened on the keyboard and in the studio. But let's have your first choice of music. What are we going to have? We're going to have The Tampera and Maya with Feel It. 
And uh, I picked this one just because this is like the first piece of music that I ever remember listening to as like a child. And my dad had this nice kind of stereo system and he had it like all his vinyls and records and that. And I remember putting this one on while my dad putting it on. And I used to go and turn the volume up and just press my ear against the, the, the speaker because I just couldn't get enough of it. And this is the only song that I remember listening to when as like a child. <laughs> the great joys of doing my tunes for me hopefully for you as well is finding things out about my guests things you know that my diligence my research have never actually got out to the surface and with christian jones part of our newsroom here we found out yesterday he'd played the piano in the royal festival hall for her majesty her late majesty the queen and prince philip unbelievable 
but true. How did it happen? Well, so I was at school, and there were this.、Um, how do you describe it? This this big kind of multi-school concert, as per se. So we had Eton, we had Harrow. I was I was at Sherborne at the time, and they'd put together this big kind of concert. They had contacts in Buckingham Palace somehow. I'm not sure.、Uh, they invited obviously the Queen and Prince Philip. They ended up turning up. I don't think they were initially due to go, but they did go in the end. And yeah, because I was on the piano for that,、um, they asked if I wanted to do a recital beforehand, which obviously <laughs> you don't say no. So that's how that came about. Incredible! And you must have been nervous. Oh, hugely nervous. I mean, it's bad enough doing like a lunchtime concert when you're at school. You get some nerves, and when you do it more and more, you the the nerves kind of go a little bit. But when you're there and in that kind of setting, and I never played in a concert hall that big before. And especially not when over in your right-hand corner you can see the royal box, and you've got two people just sat at the front there. That was a very, very scary experience. Yeah. How did you get into the music business before coming here? You mentioned music production and working with all sorts of people. How did that happen? So I'd always been interested in composing, and when I was quite young,、um, I used to. Like on plane journeys and stuff, I used to sit there just like doodling with some kind of manuscript paper,、uh, and I used to really enjoy composing. And then I would listen to what's on the radio and be like, "Well, how do they make that?" So I didn't know how they were getting you know, like all the drums and everything together, and like all these synthesizers. You know, this sounds really interesting. All I've got is a piano. And then it wasn't until I worked out that it was like a multi-track and a DAW. That that was how they went Now, about making stop it. Stop it! The DAW. It's a digital audio workstation. Thank you. We'll move on again. <laughs> Thank you. Just, just, just you know, too much.、Yeah. Um, so my dad then got me a copy of Cubase, which is one of the DAWs, and I started doodling on it and was trying to make bits and pieces. All of it was really rubbish, but that was kind of the first step towards making music, as per se. Um, and then it was kind of, I just didn't understand how all these artists were making all these strange sounds. So that was kind of the start, if you will. But it progressed and rapidly. Yeah, well, it did quite rapidly. I remember listening to the next song that we're actually going to be listening to was the thing which made me want to go actually into music because it is very melodic. It's exactly how I wanted songs to sound. So when I listened to this, I was just like. You know, you get goosebumps when you listen to certain songs. This was the feeling that I got, and I still do get goosebumps when I listen to it now.、Uh, and that was what made me want to really pursue that industry, I suppose. Well, let's hear this track. What is it? This is Avicii with Levels.
for reading the news, for doing programmes about artificial intelligence in music, for doing all sorts of interviews. But he's also got quite a history in the studio when it comes to music. Christian Jones, thank you for doing my tunes with me this week. We sort of got you into it with a Cubase setup, presumably at home, and then gainful employment obviously came along. It did. So once I'd finished my A-levels and I was kind of like 14 years old when I was dabbling in Cubase and making little bits and pieces. Once I finished my A-levels, I initially was going to go and do law and I had several offers to go and do law. I got my A-level results back. I'd got in and then I sat there and thought to myself, do I actually want to do law? I mean, it's a very sexy industry. You know, you're going out there, you're in court, you're saving people's lives, question mark. But, I mean, is that really me? Is that is that what I want to do? And I just thought, no, it's not. So I rejected all the offers, basically, and then went off to go and do a undergraduate degree in music production and sound engineering in London. Uh, and that was where I met all these different people and all the instructors of people that work in the music industry and they're great contacts and they're, they're doing that. They're, they're doing the lecturing like on the side of their, their main jobs. And being within that kind of environment where there's so many people who are actually making the songs that you listen to on the radio. It was just, you know, one of those moments where you're kind of not starstruck, but you're just like, this person knows so much about what I want to do. And... I need to listen to everything. I need to be a, like a sponge and just soak up everything possible. So I went and did the undergraduate in music production. And then all I can say is during that those two years of doing that degree, I was out a lot, not drinking though, which is what, <laughs> um, but just networking. And I knew where all the A&Rs for the major labels would go to, where all the, the marketing team would go to, and just like the, the main people. And that's where I used to go and hang around and just meet people, uh, just talk to them, buy them a pint, have a chat, and then give them a, like a little number, give them a card and say, if you want to have a chat, 
ego. Uh, so that that is pretty much how the music industry works. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's largely the, quite similar for most things. You built up a huge network. How did that then manifest itself into work for you? I was making music, obviously. I was doing it mostly for small independent artists. And um, I used to, one of my little tricks was I would give them my cards and I'd also give them a memory stick, um, which just have a, a couple of tracks on it that I'd done before. So they've already got a flavor for what's going on. Uh, and I had one of them come back from Universal Music who said, we've got a session. Do you want to come and just hop in on it and just see how it works? So I went down there, was in that session, started doing little bits and pieces for them. Uh, I ended up working with some of the major label artists who were not famous at the time, but some of the songs which I've worked on managed to break the artist. So it did quite well. Let's name them now. Drop some <laughs> drops. Feel free to drop some names wherever you like. Let's go for it. Let's start. Name some names. Okay, so I've done some bits and pieces with Ava Max, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Charlie XCX. Uh, that's just to name a few. There's, yeah. I've got a whole Spotify playlist of everyone that I've worked with, but there's probably too many to know. I've done writing sessions with Rita Ora before, but nothing's ever been released. That's the thing about the music industry is you can do all these writing sessions and you can make songs, but then ultimately it's down to the artist and the management and the label to decide what goes on that album or what becomes the single. And sometimes what you do just isn't good enough. Fascinating, though. Let's have today's track. What's it going to be and why? This is Black Box with Ride On Time. And this one was actually my composition lecturer um, the first day of... Uh, my undergraduate degree uh, he came in and the first lesson was music composition he sat down and just gave us like this is who I am and I'm going to play you a song that I've done and he actually helped write this song and that for me was just like like this person has written a platinum selling record that was number one for six weeks back in I don't know what the date was, but that was unheard of back then. I mean, if you had a song that would be in the chart, in the top in the charts for two weeks, that was incredible. But this was six weeks, which was just unheard of.
This week, my guest has been hiding his little light, huge light, under many bushels, playing in the festival hall for Her Majesty the Queen and Prince Philip, working with all sorts of wonderful people in studios across the major capitals of Europe. Quite remarkable Christian Jones. We've got him in the newsroom at the moment, but Christian, are you still working in the music business as well? I do do still bits and pieces, not so much for the major labels nowadays. It's mostly uh, independent artists and uh, a lot of mixing, a lot of mastering, some production, a lot of ghost producing, uh, which is kind of like... <laughs> the dark side of the music industry if you will tell us more about that so a ghost producer is where an artist will come to you and give you a brief of what they want a song to sound like they'll have a reference normally and they'll be like it needs to sound a little bit like this you then go and make them a song you produce it the vocals go on and you literally give them the finished copy they then pay you and you sign an nda to say i haven't had anything to do with this they then release it under their own name and pretend that they've made ah, it. Ah, interesting. I get it. So literally, it's a, a fee. Essentially, yeah. And not uh, part of the process of gathering royalties, etc. if you were stamped on the documentation. Exactly, yeah. Mm. So you're still doing that? I still do that. At home? At home. And you've got enough equipment at home to do all that? Yeah, I'm sure my neighbours don't appreciate me doing that sometimes, <laughs> especially when I'm listening to like the low end of a, a song, which is just the, my favourite bit, you know, the yeah. sub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll be rattling their, their, their crockery <laughs> off the dresser. Yeah, next door. So let's go back to what you're doing here. The, the music business changed cataclysmically, really, the whole industry with COVID. It, you took a break. You did broadcast journalism and you're here as a broadcast journalist. How's it going to pan out from here on? Oh, who knows? I mean, that was the, always the, the question I would dread in a job interview is where do you see yourself five years from now? I didn't ask that. I wanted longer than that. Five? Okay. <laughs> Never mind five. I'm Ten. talking about... The, keep going. Where do you go? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm having for dinner. Let alone what I'm that's a musician for you. You see, that's not a, that's not a broadcast journalist. There's a musician mostly here. But um, so are, are the two working together well? Yeah, they, they definitely do because... Um, in my job at Manx Radio, I love to create like very creative packages. I love to put music in them. I like it to sound really kind of uh, engaging and like immersive when you're listening to it. I don't want to just have two people talking. I always like to have, you know, something happening in the background, something you can listen to as well. So that's why um, I thought that they pair up really well, because I can be creative with making the packages, but then I can also be the journalistic side of it, which is asking the questions, going and meeting people and doing lots of uh, exciting things, which you normally wouldn't get to be able to do in any other job. Well, we're delighted to have you on board at Manx Radio Towers here at Broadcasting Hut. It's lovely to have you with us. This final track, where are you going to take us? This one is Two Door Cinema Club with Sleep Alone. And this one for me, you know how some songs... They're not classed as timeless in like society, but for you it's timeless. And you can listen to it a hundred times, you can listen to it a thousand times and it never gets old. You still get goosebumps and you always are happy to just put it on. That is what this one is for me. So the final track of this week, but maybe there's something else coming in the podcast. Tell you about that in the podcast. It's released at five past twelve, by the way. This is Two Door Cinema Club. Christian, thank you. What's the track again? Sleep Alone.
He sleeps alone. He needs no army where he's headed, cause he knows that they're just ghosts. Two-door cinema club, uh, Sleep Alone, the final choice of the week for Christian Jones, my guest on my tunes. But we're not going to leave it there because you've come back to the podcast. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate that. Every listen gets me not point not 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 pence. It's marvellous. Christian knows how that works. So, Christian, before we let wrap this up completely, I want you to choose a track that you've had your hand on. Because so far, we haven't had your hand on the tiller. I don't think, looking at the list of tunes we've had, can we play something that you've messed with? So the one that was with Ava Max was kind of one of the first songs that I actually was able to help with for a major label. And it was uh, co-produced with a Canadian producer called Circuit. And it's actually Sweet But Psycho, which was the one which essentially broke her into the industry. And tell us just what you actually did. For people who may not know, what goes on in the studio at all? What did you do? There's a lot of going back and forwards uh, when you're working with multiple producers. You're always sending them ideas, they're sending you ideas, you're working on their ideas, they're working on your ideas, and then you essentially build the song in multiple different projects, and then they all get put together. And then that is the kind of the finished product before the artist will come in and start recording on top of it. Are you working primarily with a keyboard or have you got other musicians around you? Primarily, it's all synthesized nowadays. You'll have drum machines, you'll have DAWs with loads of inbuilt plugins and all these different synthesizers and sounds. But then you also do have sampling machines within the computer now where people have like sampled guitars and you know strings and the likes and they are obviously the real thing. So you can actually make a song sound very organic, even though you haven't used a single instrument. Wow. Let's play it now. And thank you again. Do you get credit for this every time I play it? I do. Fantastic. Let's give one pence for playing Ava Max, Sweet But Psycho, with the guiding hand of Christian Jones on it. Christian, thank you. Thank you. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho, a little bit psycho. At night she's screaming, I'm on my mind, my mind. Oh, she's hot but a psycho, so left but she's right though. At night she's screaming, I'm on my mind, my mind. She'll make you curse, but she a blessing. She'll rip your shirt within a second. You'll be coming back, back for seconds. With your play, you just can't help it. No. Oh, she's sweet but a 
Psycho with the guiding hand of my MyTunes guest, Christian Jones. Thanks again, Christian. Cracking week. More podcasts coming up here at manxradio.com every single day. And do join me when you get a spare moment for the morning show here on Manx Radio, 9.30 to 12. Mark Tiley in the morning. Looking forward to your company already. And uh, thanks again for dropping by.